What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this episode is very long compared to what we normally have, so I want to keep the introduction short and sweet. So thank you all for tuning into the No Tomatoes podcast. This is the Adventures in Retail episode with four of the members of the band. I hope you enjoy it. That's some pretty complicated stuff. You don't have respective hands. Do I do? <laughs> Absolute trash. Having a good time. It's just like so, so fun. The song sucks. Yep, that's true. Alrighty, so now we're in our main section of the podcast, um, which we were talking about retail today. So, my first question is, um, what is your favorite and least favorite part about working in retail or customer service? Yeah. Well, Bryce, you said you don't work at Family Fair anymore, right? Not anymore. Right, but you did for a while. And I I no longer work at Walmart anymore. But we have a couple stories, I'm sure. Yeah, Um, well, I mean... Well, why don't we start... Everybody's here has worked in retail at some point. Why don't we start with Adam, and then we'll make our way around back to Ty, because I'm sure Ty's got something to say, too. So, favorite and least favorite? Okay, so my favorite would probably be... The people I work with generally, because they're really, most of them are really cool. I'm friends with, friends with them, and I talk to them a lot, and they're actually nice, other than the lazy ones, and and you know they actually probably help keep me sane every day when I go in for work. But my least favorite thing are as actually the other people that work at the store that are just lazy and don't do anything. But the most least favorite thing would probably be customers honestly i don't know why i like working there because i do at meyer am i allowed to say meyer yeah okay i, I, I mean, like if working you don't care about if you're gonna trash talk them if you don't care about your I job don't care if they try. <laughs> i don't care i i like working there and i do like helping customers but at the same time it's like there's just a like set there's like a set of customers, like a list that I go through in my head every day that I know are going to be trouble. Like the people, the, the old people and amigos, every single time you pass them, they're going to ask you the dumbest question you've ever heard in your life. They, and they will look you up and down. They'll look at your name tag and then look you up and down and then look at you in the eye and say, do you work here? <laughs> That that drives me crazy, especially on a bad day. I just go nuts, and that is my piece. That's fine. All right. Mm-hmm. All right so w- favorite part, I guess, was the fact that at Walmart specifically, I don't know about your guys' stores, but you basically clock in, do your crap, and clock out, and you know you're good. Like nobody really bothers you outside of work if you don't want them to. Um, so that's what's really nice about working in retail. But uh, what's really not nice is, um, you know, shift scheduling mainly um, and dealing with 40-hour weeks almost. Like, they keep you under, you know, 40 hours a week so that you can be considered part-time, but they give you, like, 39 hours. Oh, man. They do Um, 39.99. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, as much as possible. Um, So, I guess that's one thing that I could do without, but... Yeah. What about you, Bryce? Uh, I would say favorite part was probably probably some of the people I worked with. Um, 
I made some some good friends working in retail. Uh, I worked at a family fair, so I don't know. It was it was like right in my in my little hometown community. So I saw a lot of people that I that I knew and liked. So that was also kind of a good thing. But man, yeah, worst part was definitely the customers who thought they knew what your job was, even though that wasn't your job. Like I worked in like. Technically, it was in produce, but it was like a really specific section of produce. So my job was to stand behind the counter and cut fruit and vegetables all day. But I would get questions constantly about like other things in the produce department. And sometimes I could answer, but most of the times it was like them asking me like, okay, when are you going to get broccoli in again? Or, you know, do you have this in the back? And like just things that I, I don't know, I just... (laughs) go and steal the stuff and then cut it and put it in containers i don't know about like shipping information but (laughs) i don't know i feel like i feel like it was that and then like management management definitely sucked um yeah i mean i'm obviously not going to name like specific names (laughs) but the the main like store director that i worked with was not fun i worked there for like a little over three years i think he only complimented me on anything once and it was just because I was doing it I think it was because I was doing a good job of like wearing my hairnet all the time <laughs> or it was something really weird but some random rule that he had invented the week before and then claimed that was always supposed to be in place but it's hmm. <laughs> fun yeah for uh for me my favorite part of working retail honestly it's a double-edged sword on this one. I love working with customers that come in happy and greet you nicely and act like a normal human being. <laughs> but I really hate on the, on the flip side of that. I really hate dealing with anybody that's in a bad mood, you know? Um, so I guess my answer to this is customers on both I love working with customers and I also hate working working with customers because I've had some experiences with customers where it's like I've had a smile on my face for three minutes after I talked to them just because they were so nice. Mm. And then I've had on the flip side, I've wanted to break something over a customer. So, you know, (laughs) Um, anyway, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Next next one is what position do you fill in at the store you work in? I know Bryce already said that he worked in the produce section so i adam i am the general merchandising clerk is my official title but i was originally and still am every summer the garden center general merchandising clerk which means i'm the outdoor guy that works with flowers and dirt and mulch mulch and garden stuff <laughs> lifting bags after mulch. bag after bag every day it gives me a workout but i'm still fat so it doesn't matter <laughs> we gotta stop eating the mulch <laughs> <laughs> but it looks so good it's red and brown and black so me elijah my position that i had at walmart was ogp and that is online grocery personnel uh and it was just shopping for people uh that ordered online basically so we had to you know go through with these giant bins we had like 10 different baskets in this in this cart that we had to do and uh 
we would just take our little phone things, scan the item, scan the basket, put it in the basket. It would tell us it was the wrong thing. Um, so it was pretty simple. Uh, it got a little bit labor intensive when you had to like stack the crates with like giant bags of dog food or whatever. Um, but you know, it was a pretty good gig. So yeah, online grocery personnel, online grocery, I'm probably not personnel. I don't know. I just know it was OGP. They have way too many acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I already kind of said, like, I worked in produce. But before that, like, when I first started, I don't remember what I don't remember what they called the position. It was something stupid. And it made it sound like the job would be okay. But really, my job was just to do just everything that nobody else wanted to do. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. when I wasn't bagging groceries, it was, you know, like wrangling carts from the parking lot and cleaning vomit and, you know, <laughs> dealing with all the unspeakable things people did in the Gross. bathrooms there. Yep. <laughs> uh, but then after that, I was a cashier for a while. And I, I got to the point, I was so bored of being a cashier, I would just bring in, like, books and just <laughs> read books or just be on my phone <laughs> until customers came. It was the worst. Mm. So at Aldi, um, I'm just a general associate. Um, you pretty much, when you work at Aldi, every associate does every job. Um, so like when it comes to cleaning the store, uh, grocery stocking, back stocking, um, pretty much anything the store needs done, you do as an associate at Aldi. So... I'm a I'm a stores clerk. I'm you know I I do basically everything at that store. But I mean, yeah, it's it's sometimes tough because like you you when you cashier at Aldi, um, you're not stuck on the cashier um, stand. Like sometimes there will be no cashiers in the front because the cashier's actually cleaning, <laughs> and then there you got your second cashier cleaning, and then you got your third person because we only have three people in the store at any time so the third person's always doing something in the store but yeah that was my that was my spiel at aldi um what are some uh good stories you have from work good or bad stories good or bad good stories i have a i have a good one right in on the tip of my tongue if you want to yeah you think. go first you go first you got that one all right so this this is a this is a very weird story. It happened like right before I left, um, but so there's this new guy. Like I okay in my department, I was right next to the like the smokehouse so where you could buy you know chicken and fries and whatever potatoes, um, and so like two months maybe maybe a month before I left, they hired this new kid who was, I think he was like a senior in high school, maybe a year younger. Um, but he apparently knew this one girl that I worked with um, in produce. And one day, like, she found a love letter from him, despite having, like, never spoken to him. So she found this love letter, and it was really creepy. He, like, misspelled a bunch of things. He misspelled her name wrong. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> and. <laughs> and, like, apparently she found out, like, shortly after discovering the letter, like, he had been talking to other employees about her and, like, saying, you know, like, kind of talking this big game about how they were going to, like, get together and 
how like they were really hitting it off and stuff and she had never talked to him um i think she maybe like knew of like of him from school but didn't know him at all but it was really creepy and then he um he left another note and it was like again like everything was all misspelled and stuff and it was like you know i i feel as though i don't deserve thy love but and it was like all these things about how he just (laughs) he's trying to be like Shakespeare, but just spelled things wrong. It's terrible. He's but, um, trying to be Shakespeare, <laughs> but also illiterate. But then, like, man, and the second note, it was, it was all like, he was all like depressed and talking about how, you know, she isn't responding to his, you know, to his signs of affection and all these things. And she's like, I just want to come into work and make money and leave. I don't, you know, um, but she, like, he, he literally, he did all these things. I was talking to her or talking about her with other employees, but he like never said anything to her. I he's probably too afraid. But she eventually went to the store manager and they like the store manager and like the assistant manager had to sit down and like talk with him. And it was it was so funny. He seemed like such a nice guy when he first started working there. And then it just quickly went just so downhill. <laughs> If you know, That's love me, just thing. say so. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, man. Is that a good or a, that's a bad story? That's a bad story. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a bad story. That's, she was like afraid to come into work for a while. Yeah, that's bad. That's creepy. I would never want that. Not that I'm did pretty you have enough. To, did you guys get called back and like talked about, you know, in uh, had to watch one of those sexual harassment videos. <laughs> this is not okay. Do not touch each other's Say, genitals. Show me on the doll where he touched you. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what did you learn firsthand? <laughs> How to be sexually harassed, obviously. Oh, no. oh my god. Oh, okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> I, I never I've never shown any sexual harassment training videos. That's probably why that dude thought it was okay. That right. should be yeah, against the law. They should the teach you these things. Show the videos that no one watches <laughs> so that they can watch them. <laughs> They're funny, though. The acting is just <laughs> so bad. So bad. All right, what do you got, Adam? You got anything? You know, I actually have um, the uh, the good version of a, of a retail love story. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if she'd ever listen to this podcast anyways, but we're going to codename her, as you guys actually may know, Deli Girl. Ooh. Deli Girl. Ooh. Very. And <laughs> me and her aren't even talking anymore. <laughs> Ouch. But it's, uh, it's, a good, it, it's a good story because it's it was... Uh, um, it's like one of those stupid romantic comedy movies, except it wasn't funny after a while. <laughs> so like most romantic comedies. But no, I. Uh, <laughs> she was this really, really cute girl with, she's like short, cur- like curly, reddish brown hair, gray blue eyes. She was a dream. And like I immediately like found interest in her and even told some of my co-workers yeah we know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i I, t- I told some of my co-workers and unlike uh, the guy you were talking about i wasn't creepy writing love letters except i actually did end up talking to her becoming friends scored a number which i was happy about and we we, we hit it out we became good friends and then 
another coworker of mine that I also won't name. He was a mutual friend of ours, and he basically jumped in and cheated on his girlfriend to get to talk to her and flirt with her and then she got mad because she's like you're a bad boyfriend for that and he ended up breaking up with her all that good all that good (laughs) stuff but um so basically me and her stopped being friends because he 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 made it look like i was a bad guy which i won't get into that but the good part the good part the good part okay the good part was um we just had a lot of sweet moments like she actually like she's way too good looking to be laughing and smiling over some dumb thing that a guy like me would say but she did and she actually enjoyed my company we talked quite a bit she was in the theater and i once spent like an hour (laughs) i I spent like an hour one day when i was on the clock when i was supposed to be working when she got off sitting at the customer service desk acting like I was getting returns from our return cart while I talked to her and my manager shout out to my managers that I won't name also but they are awesome the one who walked by three times and watched me talk to her but said nothing until an hour later and was like okay I think you should get back to work for the last half hour of your shift now but like the the moral of the story is Adam's a hopeless romantic Adam is a hopeless romantic and (laughs) It didn't work out. Hopefully, me and her will talk again and become friends again. But it, it is what it is. She's awesome. The so, saga of Deli Girl. Yeah. So, me, I have a story about um, not being able to understand a customer at all because <laughs> she was speaking Chinese. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chinese. Fortunately, she, I mean, I don't, maybe it was Chinese, maybe it was Korean. I couldn't really tell but uh she had like google translate out and she was trying (laughs) to find uh what was it it was like peanuts like raw peanuts the shelled ones um but at first it translated it to beans so i took her to the beans and she's like oh no 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 and then she speaks into her phone again and (laughs) i'm just like oh beans okay so and then she actually knew a enough English to say raw or, or no, no can or something like that. Um, but (laughs) it turns out we don't even have them in the store. (laughs) So like, and then she's like, okay, I go to Meyer. Yeah. So so yeah, that was a super awkward, uh, (laughs) moment that, that I had there. I even brought my manager over. <laughs> like, do we have anyone that speaks Korean? <laughs> like, she <laughs> was yeah. Korean. Oh boy, it's crazy. Uh, I have one, a story. There's this lady. I was over by the waters, <laughs> and there's just like two pallets full of water, drinking water, mind you. And heavy voice. <laughs> uh, she she goes up to me and asks, "Can you drink the water?" I was like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she was like, okay, which one can you drink? Okay. My, let me give you a little visual. The, the, you know, <laughs> cases of water bottles that you buy in like any store, they're in cases of water bottles. And then there's gallon waters next to them. And I'm like, yeah, you can drink it. And she goes, but this one says purified water. And this one says spring water. I was like, I was like, and (laughs) i kind of went yes ma'am they are and she was like what's the difference i'm like one of them has more (laughs) minerals in it and she was like 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what else to tell you. I was like, yes, they're drinking water. And I just kind of walked away. But that, <laughs> that, that was. Can you drink really, the water? I was like, uh, maybe I she mean, thought it was like exotic bottled Flint water, but that's something you'd probably <laughs> find in like Beijing or something. Yeah, I don't think we sell that. Or Hong <laughs> Kong and China or something. All right. Here's my highly anticipated question. Um, <laughs> what is the biggest Karen moment you've ever had? Oh my gosh. <laughs> the groan. <laughs> There's so many. I feel like I've had a lot of small Karen moments. I don't know if I've had any like like big doozy moments, but uh like one thing I could think of it was it was less of a Karen moment and more just weird. But I had a I had a, a lady, middle aged, typical Karen. Um, but she asked me as I was cutting up fruit. She's like, "Does this have pesticides on it? <laughs> like and like chemicals and stuff?" And I was like, "You know, no. I I mean, I don't know. I I can't speak for what they put on it at like the factory where they package it up." But she's like, "No. Like, do you put any on it? Like, are you back there putting chemicals on it?" <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not putting. I'm not I'm, dumping pesticides on the fruit after I cut it up. Yes, I. And then it took a turn, and she goes, "Do you have some that I could put on this?" Wh- I was like, "Oh, you want? You want chemicals? <laughs> you want pesticides?" She wants to stick it in the and, ground and hopefully grows more. Oh boy. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I, I dump some hand sanitizer on, on it. I don't know. But she was very, very adamant that she wanted. Some sort of like pesticide or something. And to this was pre-COVID, put on the fruit. wasn't I, it? It was pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah. So pre-COVID. <laughs> That's so weird. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Why and then eventually she walked away. On... But ugh. listen, I gotta get Growing cancer fruiters. so that my kids get less cancer, so that their kids get less cancer. So that's my that's yeah. my theory. They got that's a science. She degree. wants to get cancer. <laughs> so much cancer you're just back there she's just like i wonder if they're back there rubbing the cucumbers with the hand sanitizer they're just like smothering it <laughs> oh man so i guess there wasn't any one huge karen moment but it's like people that you know you were saying earlier people that think they know what your job is you know OGP, their only job is to get groceries, put them in bags. All right. So I have people in the automotive department coming up. Oh, is this drill good? <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and like, people keep asking me questions, like the same people. And I'm just like, dude, I, I don't know. That's not my department. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but, but no, man, find somebody else that actually works here. <laughs> so, yeah. That that was probably the most annoying thing in general as far as Karen moments. Um, there was one guy that just kind of was like super rude, and he was just kind of like, "Oh well, now you know how to do know your do your job," because like I had to get a manager and have him help me with something because I was pretty new still. <laughs> so yeah, I've just had some rude people in general, but it, overall it was all right. You know what? I think I just remembered. A good Karen story and probably the best one. <clears throat> so, 
A preface is that the HBC Health Beauty Cosmetics Department is my least favorite because I hate going over there and hearing from old men and old ladies about all their nasty, disgusting medical <laughs> problems I do not want to hear about. I just want to say that beforehand. But um, I I'm, I got my Meyer phone that we all have phones, at least they're responsible ones, and I get a call about the HBC department, and I am not an HBC. I don't do that. It's gross. But then I, but nobody else was there, understaffed, of course. That does kind kind of sound like a thrash at Meyer, but you know what? It's the truth. Um, but they're like, oh, she has this uh, this uh, Vagicil up here that um, she said it's supposed to be this price, and it's not this price. So I'm like, oh, okay, and I'm close to the service desk. So I go up to the service desk where the lady's at, and I have the Bluebird, which is a scanner that we use to show, like, pinpoint price and where it's at in the store by code. So I scan it, and I'm like, okay. I go over there, and I go over there to ch- see, and... And H and HBC. I mean, anybody that goes to the store that goes in that department will know all the small items, like the medical items, are so close together. The tag, like the price tags, are just like crammed. And somehow, this thing, this Vagisil, was like five bucks. Ended up in the section right next to it that was three nineteen. It was a clearance item that was completely different. It was not Vagisil. So I go back up and I explain. I'm like. It is actually this price because you wanted you you were thinking it was the clearance price of the item next to it, and you know usually it's all said and done. They're like, oh okay, I, I see that sucks, but I don't get a few bucks off. I'm about to I'm about to walk away, and she's like, but wait, wait, you, it, it, that's not the price. I'm like, no, no. She's like, well, I don't see how that's my responsibility if that if it's in the wrong spot. Like, this lady was really adamant on getting her less than $2 discount on her Vagisil. And <laughs> so I was just like, I'm sorry, ma'am. That's not how it works. I don't have the authority to do that. Have a nice day. And I just walked away because I couldn't do it. And next thing, I'm walking past my manager, the awesome manager I mentioned earlier. And I'm about to say something to him. He gets a call. He's like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, just just give her the less than two dollars off. It's it's fine. It's Vagisil. Who cares? So he gets off the phone and she got her way. She got her way, and I didn't want her to, but she did. That's my little snip bit. Um, so I think my probably biggest caring moment that I had, um, was this lady. Um, she had come up to my register, and she had like three items, you know, like. Very, very small for an Aldi store when it comes to to items. And she asks me, I'm I'm like literally fresh off the belt, maybe like two weeks into my Aldi's career at this point. And she asked me how much these grapes are. And I've there's a little verify price button. So I hit the verify price button, hit the numbers, the NLU numbers that I had to type in for the grapes. And it said like 89 cents. So I was like, oh, okay, your grapes are going to be 89 cents. A piece. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, what I didn't know at the time that I very quickly learned is that Aldi's does per pound for all of their produce, almost all of their produce anyway. Uh, So it's 89 cents per pound. Okay. That would, yeah, that would be a cheap bundle of grapes. Um, so I ring up the (laughs) grapes. So I verified the grapes I ring them up and then it rang up as like, I don't know, three bucks. And she, um, she goes, 
I thought you said they were going to be 89 cents or something like that. And I was like, well, no, I'm sorry I was wrong because it goes by pound. I, I totally forgot. And she goes, I thought you said, and she just goes on like, I thought you said it was going to be 89 cents. And she's like yelling at me at this point. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'll call my manager so we can figure this out. Um, as she's basically throwing a temper tantrum, like a five-year-old. Um, and I was like, and I was trying to diffuse the situation in some way. But it's like, what do you do when this lady's screaming at you about three dollar grapes? grapes? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sorry, I told you the wrong price, and I said, hey, I can take them off your order, and she's like, I wanted those. <laughs> I was like, then chill, just, <laughs> <laughs> then get half of them or something. And, like, <laughs> and she was, I was like. I can either take them off or we can, you can get them for three bucks. And she was like, I want it. And it was just like, geez, you're very adamant on these grapes. How old was she? She, she was like 70. She, that sounds oh, like a geez. six year old or um, seven year old. Yeah. Maybe 65. Anyway, late. Is this a, later than middle age? She's a boomer. <laughs> um, and so anyway, my manager gets up there and she goes, just give it to her for 89 cents. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, that's my Karen story. Um, alrighty. Um, what is some of the um, best and worst habits you can, starting out in retail, that you can create for later? So, like, it, if you are going to start in a new retail job, what do you think are the best habits you can make? And what do you think are some of the worst habits you can make? Best habit, showing up on time. <laughs> any uh, job, yeah. <laughs> pretty much any job. Um, worst habit, showing up late. <laughs> um, and I don't know, probably. Next question. <laughs> you know, uh, Getting on your manager's bad side is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those would Who probably be the, the two world? biggest things. Managers. <laughs> if usually, uh, if you're in a larger retail business, if you follow the rules and show up on time and do what you're told, you really won't have that many problems. Typically. But. Um. <clears throat> Pardon. I had to clear my throat. <laughs> um, a good thing, I mean, for me, because working at Meyer, it's a superstore. There's, it's huge, and even though I'm general merchandise, and I'm usually garden center during the summer. When it's not summer, I'm everywhere on the half of the building that's not food items. So, the the best thing to do first for me was to learn where everything's at because. It doesn't take long for people to see your badge and say, oh, you work here, so you need to tell me where this is and this department at the other side of the store you've been to, like, twice. And um, the the worst thing I think you can do is get lazy. I was, I never, thankfully never let myself, because I had a couple coworkers that were really on, like, making sure I stayed in my, my prime working state, but including my one of my favorite co-workers she's this she's a sassy older black woman she's one, she's like one of my favorites she works in the garden center with me during the summer too she told me and pardon my french she's like if you got a job 
don't matter what the job is. If you're getting paid for it, you got to do good. Even if that job is shoveling shit, you better be the best shit shoveler ever in the world. So I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes makes perfect sense. So I, I kept that to me. And, and just don't get lazy. Nobody, because no, if you get there for a long time and after a while you get lazy, all the new people as well as the people that have been there even before you were going to notice. and be like, oh, that guy's lazy as hell. And they don't like that. Yeah, I would say the like a good habit is lying. And that sounds horrible, but <laughs> lie. <laughs> like everybody. I know that's like in the Ten Commandments or whatever, lie. but it I don't know, it works for customers. Like Yeah. Lying to for, customers for, is different. Oh, yeah. It's okay, it's forgivable. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because it's in, the, it's in the it's in the Bible somewhere. File, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like customers. A lot of the times, difficult customers, they don't so much care that they get their way. They just want to know, like, you know, just like tell you know, tell it to me straight. Answer my question, you know. And so, if you just lie and make it seem like it's impossible, like, you know, if if they're asking, okay, do we have this in the back? And you're like, well, I'm not going to find, you know, I'm not going to be able to get through all this stuff and find whatever they're looking for. Just say, oh, I was back there earlier looking for someone else and I didn't see any. You know, I'm sorry. You know, or I've used whatever. that one. I've used that one oh, so yeah. many times. <laughs> yep. I actually don't it works, though. It's it's probably not ethical, but I don't know. Customers like that. If you're just. Yeah, I mean, it's, instead of explaining everything. Instead you know, of taking like the extra 30 seconds it takes to explain Look, man, it's going to take me probably 30 minutes just to find this one thing you're looking for in the back. And just be like, nah. <laughs> like, save them time, save you time. Because chances yeah. are it's probably not there. Mm-hmm. You know, you know yeah. how important really Usually is this some, thing? something that's not on the shelves is not, is there. not there. Yeah. You're not going to find it. Unless mm. it's in, like, back stock or something. But And again, it would take you forever to get it anyways, even if it was there. Right. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be buried back there. Yep. Yeah. I have a I have a bad habit too. Um, something that it's definitely something that like affected me throughout like uh, all three positions I was at at Family Fair, and that is um, leaving right on time or early because it just kind of screws you over for your next shift. Like if you if you rush and get everything done and are able to go home early the next time you are there and you have to stay like till on time or later it's just going to be so painful so i always just tried like once i kind of realized that i always just tried to stay till my time was done and then like find something else to do stay there an extra couple minutes so and then yeah i mean that that's a good habit too because then your manager looks kind of at you better but it's definitely a bad habit to to leave early that's true, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't really, I didn't really put that into practice, but I can, I can feel what you're saying about it kind of dragging on so much longer if you get in the habit. Because at Walmart, you can technically leave nine minutes early and be okay. Really? Yeah. At Meyer, it's if like you two. If you clock <clears throat> out 10 minutes early, they'll give you a point, but at nine minutes, for whatever reason, is the cutoff. Um, but yeah, it would drag on longer if I had to stay two time or a little bit later because I got in the habit of clocking out early. Hmm. Um, I'd say a bad habit for like if if you're stocking or something at a grocery store um, is getting lazy with like 
dating things. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I've oh. done that before. <laughs> oh, time. Um, I did it one time. There was this box of just, it was just full. And it, like, it was so inconveniently boxed to where it was like I had to pick everything up out of the box to get all the prices on the stuff. So I essentially just price or dated the two top things and then just set it on the shelf. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, a manager will have your hide for that. Um, don't do that. <laughs> um, yep. And I think a good habit is just, you know, always stay, try to, you know, get some decent sleep the n- day before because <laughs> you're going to be running around the store a lot and, you know, doing job things. <laughs> a lot of walking. Um, it's a lot of walking and, you know, it's just, I mean, I would always recommend a good night's sleep because you always feel better anyway, but, mm-hmm. you know. If you're starting a retail job, I recommend getting like some good shoes and compression socks. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Scholl's. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Scholl's. Definitely. Because that, like, the first two weeks are like brutal f- f- for your feet. Mm hmm. But getting used and to your that knees, walk. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Especially at Meyer when it was like, they, they, my same first shifts were like five to eight hours. I know this isn't a fast food episode, but same thing for fast food. If you're going to work fast food, yeah. Just be ready for at least, your legs to ache. Yeah, at least if they're long <laughs> yeah. shifts. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're working yeah. like eight hours, you're just on your feet consistently. Um, alrighty. So I have a question. Have you guys had any scares in terms of machinery or cash handling or any of that? And if you have, what's the biggest one you had? Oh my gosh, I think I. Unless somebody else wants to go first, I have something. Oh man. It was my first month, and um, I was told this by my managers, too, because I, I, I work at Meyer. I've already mentioned that, but I work at the – it's called the Hood one because it's, it's in Flint, in the hood of Flint, so it's the ghetto one. And there's a lot of theft there, but there's still, like, professional scammers, and they watch for new people, especially when I'm in the garden center with little supervision – they watch new people and this woman i'm talking she was this she was a short beautiful mixed woman probably in her early 30s if that and she's really sweet and she was she wanted to do um she wanted to get flowers and cards and uh, visa gift cards for her recently graduated um nieces because because it was around graduation time and it didn't strike suspicious to me because I was new. She wanted to do six separate transactions, and each of those transactions was a little pack of flowers, the Visa gift card, and for each of those transactions, she had two fifty dollar off the total transaction coupons to where she literally got the Visa gift card for free and then mm-hmm. used probably somebody else's EBT card because you can pay with EBT for flowers some reason for the flowers. And she did that for six separate transactions. My dumb newbie self, it went right over my head, and this woman scammed me for $600 in Visa gift cards. Sure. I only didn't get fired because the, the coupons, the fake coupons that she gave me registered through the registers like they were perfectly legitimate. And the scam was so new that the next day 
was when the higher ups in my store even knew about it existing, which my managers took me into the back of the garden center and asked me questions to see if like just to double check and uh, verify I wasn't like in on it or something. And I was completely clueless, of course. So they're like, oh, I guess it wasn't your fault. But you were scammed for $600. And this woman has been on the loose for a while. She probably got thousands of dollars worth of scammed Visa gift cards before she finally got caught. Jeez. Yeah. That was my first month. Wow. Man, it's hard being a newbie. It really is. <laughs> it really is. They don't They don't show no mercy on you. Customers and, and uh, employers. Yeah. For me, there's not a whole lot of things that went wrong. I was kind of protected by the little phone that they gave me. Just, like, you know, follow the instructions. Um, when I did have to go to stocking, though, we had to deal with some lifts. Mm. Um, and it just took us, like, 20 minutes before we actually could do anything because no one knew how to use it. Um, so that was a pain in the butt. But uh, that and... Um, there was like learning how to use the the phone things the that they give you was a, a little bit of a learning curve because there were certain things that you could and couldn't do and sometimes you know before I knew it you're not supposed to um, you know basically replace one item with a different item that's completely different unless it was a suggested substitution. Um, so I would do that all the time. And then my manager eventually was like, hey, stop. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, all right, all right. But yeah, it wasn't a huge deal, so. Yeah, I kind of, I have two stories. One of them's, one of them's short. Um, it's not machinery, but because I was cutting up fruits and vegetables, there's a lot of risk for like, you know, cutting myself with a knife. And I always had a cut glove on on my left hand, and I'm a righty, so I held the knife in my right hand, and then I had a cut glove on my left hand, but there was one day where, like, I wasn't wearing a cut glove, because I was doing something else, and then my manager started walking over, and so I was like, oh, shoot, I gotta quick, like, hurry up and make it look like I'm doing something, otherwise I know he's gonna, you know, like, ask me way too many questions about what I'm doing right now, um, and so I, like, quick started, like, cutting, I think it was, I don't know, sweet potatoes or something, and, like, Right before he got up to me, I just sliced, like, from, like, halfway down my nail on my thumb, like, on an angle to the top. And so I basically, like, cut off the tip of my thumb. Oh. And I I didn't want him to know about it because I didn't want to have to, like, go through all the protocol and stuff because I was so done at that point. I wanted to just, like, quit. And so I just, like, stood there holding my bloody thumb, like, under, like, <laughs> behind the counter so he couldn't see it. And while he was asking me questions, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll get it done. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get some more pineapple in there. Okay. And then I went to the bathroom, and I was like, I I don't do well with cuts. I like I feel like I could get shot, and I would be fine, but I don't deal well with, like, even little cuts. And so I was, like, in the bathroom, like, sitting in the stall trying not to, like, pass out. Oh, it was boy. horrible. Yeah, that's um, that, that was the only, like, like dangerous mm thing um the other story i had to stay behind like i think it was like two hours 45 minutes or something close to that because there was some stupid number two three hundred bucks that had gone missing from my till um, when i was a cashier and just like no explanation for it 
And so my manager, like, kept trying to reassure me that, like, she knew I didn't steal it. But, like, you could tell she was kind of suspicious still. Mm. And so stayed and we're, like, calling, you know, all, like, the other people. It was, like, it was, like, 1 a.m. at that point. And so we're, like, waking up all the managers and calling, trying to figure it out. And then I got a call at, like, 6 a.m. the next day. She's, like, so, yeah, um, I just forgot that I took money out of there and just forgot to count it. So you're good. Wow. I was so mad. At least I got paid for an extra couple hours of just sitting back there in the cash office, but. Did you get paid yeah. for sitting back there waiting? Yeah. Ah, I didn't punch out. Are you kidding see? me? Ah. See? Silver <laughs> so lining, boys. So I did kind of steal from him in a way. <laughs> Gotta win sometimes. <laughs> so I actually have a pretty good one because at Aldi you deal with, well, you deal with pallet jacks, but mo- you also deal with a box compressor. Yep. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was in the freezer doing some stocking midday because we were out of a couple things. So I'm just throwing them up on the shelf, and I go to walk out of the freezer. So there's a direct line of sight from the freezer to the box compactor. I open the freezer and move the little wispy things, (laughs) and (laughs) one of my coworkers, who has since left, but I'm I'm not going to name her, she was stepping in into the box compressor. So I start booking it to the box compressor. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Holy hell, she was trying well, to We got to get over herself. there and hit the start button as soon as you can. Well, jeez. <laughs> well, I book it over there. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, cause you don't step in box compressors. <laughs> See, I'm And she's like, I dropped a can in there. I'm like, it does not matter. No. <laughs> don't step in it for a can. So she's like, I just, I just need to get these cans out. I'm like, I'm... Okay, <laughs> so I just I stepped back and hold, held my hand over the stop button. Yeah, just because I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> she's gonna get compressed. So she, she's over there just grabbing the cans. I'm like, this girl's gonna die. <laughs> See, I, I admire they have this like 200 percent accountability thing. So somebody just putting themselves in that kind of danger could get me in trouble like easy. If somebody like yeah. accidentally injured themselves or something like, and I was around, especially if I witnessed it, I'd get fired just well, as well. I as didn't them. know what was going to happen on the cameras because. I mean, I came out of the freezer and just booked it to the boxer. Everybody's gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty freaky. I'm like, this girl's Ooh, gonna get God. crushed. But <laughs> she's been suicidal. Oh my gosh! Something. I don't know. It was. I was like, that was wild. You, have I'm you guys good. ever seen um, what's it, the? Oh, what's it called? Superstore. I have. Yeah, I have there's not. an episode where you know. <laughs> the guy's like trying to get him to go in the box compressor because he wants to kill him. <laughs> He's like, self harm is the way to go, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Not to veer off with too many box compressor stories, but my first impression of a, a guy that used to work at my Meyer for like so many years until he like left recently, he he was a he was a little daredevil he just had no chill my manager at the time was taking me on a tour of the store we end up at the box compressor and he's there and 
uh, and he accidentally puts plastic in it. We're not supposed to put plastic in it. He's like, hey, uh, you you just put plastic in there. And he was this like funny older slim guy with a, with a funny voice like this. Like, oh, I'll get it. And he goes to climb in it to grab the plastic. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. You're on camera. You're on camera. Don't be doing that. You don't want to get fired. And I'm like new. So I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's crazy already. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, and now oh, they call him it. Flat Jim. <laughs> Flat Jim. Jesus. <laughs> Some people, man, they're just suicidal. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. So, rednecks. Uh, what? It's like that joke, you know, what's the last thing a rec- redneck says before he dies? Hey, I'll look at this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll look at this. <laughs> oh, boy. So can retail be stressful, and how do you handle it on the clock? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you guys something. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you something. M- most stores close <laughs> on Christmas, and Meyer's no exception. But Christmas Eve... Almost everybody that works there is scheduled for that day. And that was probably, I mean, co- I mean, with coronavirus and stuff and all the regulations they've had, that made things stressful. But I still don't think anything matches up to Christmas Eve's at Meyer because it's we close at like 7. And we, we get close, as we're getting close to 7, everybody, like all the general merchandising clerks, even people from grocery, produce, Everybody that's registered train that's left on their shift at the end of the night has to jump on a register. So every single register up front is open and every single register's line is stretched literally past almost to the other end of the store. And that store's big. So it's literally sitting on a lane for two hours going through this massive line until everybody is kind of like squeegeed out of the store, done shopping. And um, as long as you're nice to customers and, and retail, usually they're nice to you. If you have a good attitude, like a genuine good attitude, I'm an, I'm kind of an extrovert to customers, so it's easy for me. So that entire line I had was good, except for like one guy that was just complaining about some price on something and and he got so and he was so annoying about it that literally like five people in my line are calling get out of here get the hell out of my (laughs) store and it was but that is very stressful because you do not stop moving and there's days where you don't stop moving it's not just christmas eve but uh, i just that's the first thing i think about stress is holidays working there it's just madness fourth of july was crazy fourth of july is crazy too Memorial Day for Garden Center is also really rough. Yeah. It's like, I think in one day I probably loaded 250 bags personally of mulch into somebody's car off the pallets and skids into yeah, somebody's car. Did that kind of stuff with salt pallets. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Crazy. Yeah, retail retail is definitely stressful. And it's it's a kind of stress that, you feel bad for talking about it because you're like, well, other people, you know, they're dealing with, you know, all these other things and people are fighting wars and getting shot at. And, you know, who am I to say, oh, I'm stressed at Meyer or Family Fair. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is a real stress that you experience. And um, it's less of like, a, I don't know, it's less of an like internal stress, I feel like, and more of like an external, like there's just a lot to do all at once. You know, especially on like holidays, you said, you know, I mean, even for for working in produce, like holidays can be crazy. People are making fruit trays and putting in orders for, mm-hmm. you know, 
bunch of you know stuff and so it is it is stressful and kind of the way that I deal with it usually is just kind of reminding myself that it really doesn't matter like I go in I'll do my work I'll talk to customers I'll be nice I'll do a good job but then I get to go home and like this stuff doesn't follow me like mm-hmm. retail doesn't follow you home unless you're like you know a manager or something but so that's kind of part of it and then also just making sure that I'm taking breaks and you know talking to like coworkers that I like like it was really nice to have this one guy I worked with named Tyler who like we would just you know from time to time just like go in the back in like the produce room and just like talk crap about all the customers and the managers <laughs> and stuff and you know, it's just kind of nice to like get that stuff off your chest even if you're like you know that you're just complaining about stupid things but you just feel like you want to complain anyway because you don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's good to always have some sort of outlet and way to calm yourself down in the moment, taking breaks and things like that. Kind of yeah. key to survival, to be honest. Yeah. Working oh, yeah. One thing, yeah. I, I like what you said. Um, how do you deal with – is it stressful and how do you deal with it on the clock? Because it's not, <laughs> it's not stressful when you're off the clock, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, not for me anyways. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like you go home and you're like, oh, man, I really could have handled that situation better. Or you go home and you're like, I have to be at work again. In like <laughs> that, yeah, that too. <laughs> but, you know, very rarely do you stress over this kind of work off the clock. Um, and, you know, when I'm on the clock, one thing I like to do was just like go into the walk-in cooler. And just like exist for a couple minutes, <laughs> and just like just have an existential, out. have an existential crisis. Just chill out. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that because that was my answer also. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally gonna say I just went in the freezer and just literally chilled. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> like you just sit there and go. Oh. <laughs> and you like for me, I just didn't think about everything. Anything, I was just like, I can't. I just kind of sit there. Then you're like, all right, it's been two minutes. I got to get back to work. Yep. Yeah, that's it's how it is. Yep. Well, anyway, that's all my questions. Cool. No mas preguntas, senor. Well, you want to close us out, Ty? Give us a thanks for watching. Sure. Thanks for listening. All righty, everybody. Thanks for either watching or listening uh, to the podcast, No Tomatoes Show podcast type thing. Uh, we, uh, we had Bryce and Adam on today. Uh, Bryce is our beautiful drummer man and adam is our other singer and songwriter so uh yeah it was a fun time thanks everybody thank you guys so much for watching this episode i really appreciate it make sure you follow us on youtube uh subscribe to us on youtube follow us on spotify instagram uh at no tomatoes 101 you can email us at no tomatoes band at gmail.com We've also got Spotify for the podcast, so make sure you follow that. Apple Music or Google Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are distributed. I hope you guys have a great week.